is SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. And by SWBC Mortgage. Customized solutions to help you meet your personal and business goals. Visit SWBC.com. Now, your host, Shannon Gross. Shannon Gross. Welcome to another episode of Cowboys Crosstalk. We are here live at the Star. Shannon Gross sitting across from my co-worker Nick Eatman. How you doing tonight, I'm Nick? I'm doing great. How you doing, man? Man, I am great. We are joined by our flagship station. Reggie, I always get your last name wrong. Tell me <laughs> if I get this. Atatula? That's perfect. You did it exactly right. Okay, finally I got it right for once. Yes, sir. Good to have you on board tonight. Good to be here. Nice and warm inside the studio. Yes, and I think that's is. the most important thing on a day like this. You are right. And we are joined tonight by a very special guest. It's been a while since since I've heard this name, and it brings back some very good memories. Dexter Man. Coakley on the show tonight. How's it going, Dexter? Doing well, man. What's up, fellas? How are y'all? Man. What is up? <laughs> What's up, man? What it's been you know, a while. We've got while. so much to get into tonight. There's been so many players coming and going over the last day, day and a half. Um, Nick, you've, you've been in the loop on all this. You've had some heads-ups on, yeah. on some of this stuff. We'll get into that in a second. But first off, Dexter, where are you living these days? What are you doing? What is Dexter Coakley up to? Man, Texas is still home, man. Since I got drafted in 97, you know, I became a, you know, a Texan. Wasn't born in Texas, but now I do live in Texas. But, um, you know, um, I, I, I just moved to the Mansfield area. You know, I moved out of Cedar Hill into the Mansfield area. And right now I'm doing a little high school coaching. Obviously, COVID is affecting everybody. I mean, we had one of our, you know, uh, conference school in Oklahoma. The whole sophomore class came down with COVID this week, so we have to cancel our game this Friday so we don't get to play. So uh, we all feeling the effects of this, man. Man, well, t- talk a little bit, Dex, about just you. It's been a while since obviously you played. Yes, guys like that. You still you still miss it. I mean, is it you still watch the Cowboys every week? Or are you trying to? I mean, what's this has been <sighs> kind of whoa, like a Stars you know, game with the glass on me. Go ahead. I mean, you 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 do miss the action. You know, but I do get some of it back, you know, with just coaching and, and, and trying to influence the young youth of today, you know, at the high school level. But you miss that competition out there on the field. I don't miss the grind. I definitely don't miss the grind, you know, just that everyday pounding because my body is feeling all of the residual effects from the game. But um, you miss that competition, you know. I mean, just to be able to be in a battle with your teammates and know that you have one common goal, and that's to try to get the victory and you, you do miss it, you know, um, but I don't miss the grind. I don't miss the grind at all. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty comfortable where I am right now. You know, I'm able to move and play with my kids and, and still have a pretty much productive life. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Keep up with any of your, your, old, uh, your old teammates, any guys you stay in contact with? I do, man. I do keep in contact with the majority of the guys I, come, I played with. You know, obviously that being one of my best friends, you know, you know, my brother from another mother, you know, we're always in contact. Uh, you know, he's here now locally in the Fort Worth area. So, you know, I'll try to see him, you know, you know, once a month or just whenever we run into one another. You know, I try to stay away from the store because I don't want to 
create a distraction, you know, going into the Chick-fil-A. But, uh, you know, my wife and his wife are still constantly, you know, chatting it up. So um, I do keep in contact with some of the guys, yes. Yeah, we had him on the show last week, and I was going to ask you if he's got you over there to try to work the fryer yet, <laughs> put you on fries. No, I probably need to get some pointers from, you know, he's running that, uh, that store like, you know, he's on the football field. But, uh, you know, that's my guy, man. He's doing great. You know, it's always good that, you know, he's doing well. Yeah. yeah. Before we get to you, Nick, we start getting the breakdown of yeah. players coming and going. Reggie, you watched the game on Sunday, three <laughs> points against Washington. Like, there's so much that's wrong with this team. Oof. Is there anything that encourages you? Is there anything that's right with this team right now? Man, I think the easiest answer is, like, what else could go wrong is what's right, right? You're in an instance where it seems like everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. But I think that there has been small uh, little pockets of good in, in individual players in instances. Like, I mean, obviously you just dealt Everson Griffin, and part of the reason you were able to do that is this week and along with last week, you saw some improvements defensively from him. You know, there, there are small pockets, and of course, one of the good things, and this is not on the field for the Cowboys in that game against Washington, is that you're getting some reinforcements back. So there's little goods in there. Um, obviously, the pass from Ben DiNucci, his first one when he came in, the, the fact that he was able to complete that stand in there and make a solid strike is is a is something that you have to be able to hold on to seeing as it's a likelihood or maybe a possibility that he goes out and starts for you in the next week. So little little uh, little positives there. But yeah, probably the biggest one is that I can't imagine it getting that much worse uh, compared to what it already is. And, and Dexter, I want to get your opinion on, you know, it's we for the last few weeks, we talked about this till nauseam is it the players is it the coaches is it the schemes I almost don't even want to talk about it anymore but you know when you have a, a, a former player I, I I'm interested in what you're seeing and and what does it look like to you is it just everything's wrong or there's certain things that you're seeing that 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 are going on with this team well, you know, Nick, I try to avoid this question when you asked me earlier, do I still watch? I mean, but just like a true politician, I kind of went off into something else. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, 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 you know, take some of, you know, the seasons we had when I played. You know, I finished 5-11 and 11 a couple of times with the Cowboys. Never not once did we think it was schematically that we weren't prepared to be out there on the football field. You know, we have this one thing in the locker room where, we're the players. We play the game. Coaches coach, players play. Coaches, I know the coaches in that locker room are smart enough to put these players in the proper place. It's just a matter of want to. You know, you just got to go out there and get it done. I mean, uh, you know, we, we're all grown men out there. And, you know, your job is to win your battle, period. Whether your battle is defeating the, the, the defense, the, the offensive line, the defensive line, completing the pass, catching the pass, securing the ball, making a tackle. Do your job and do your job well. Don't press and try to do somebody else's job. What I see from the Cowboys right now is, you know, nobody wants to make a mistake. Somebody's waiting for somebody else to make a play. Just go in there and do your job. Don't try to do the next man's job. Everybody have a job to do. Just do your job and you'll be fine. Nick, do you have any hope for the rest of the season or is this just kind of a, hey, let's – Let's start rebuilding now. Let's get a, a look at these yeah. young guys. Where are you well, at on this thing? I mean, the thing you're finding out with the fans is the hope for what? I mean, hope to, <laughs> to win the win the division? That's obtainable, I mm -hmm. guess, maybe. 
to win the top pick in the draft. I mean, what's the what's the hope? You know, so uh, me personally, you know, and I, and I think uh, Dexter can speak to this, you know, later on. But I mean, I I think that the, they'll continue to to. I'll say continue to fight. They need to start fighting. They really didn't yes. fight much last mm-hmm. week. Uh, I think that they they will they will do that more. Um, and sometimes you need some wake up calls. And so, you know, do you want to just go with some of the? I mean, uh, Reggie talked about it. Some of the moves that they already yeah. made. Everson Griffin today. Uh, Daryl Worley and Dontari Poe. You know they they cut them. Uh, both those veterans released and. You know, I think some of those guys coming back, Zach Martin should play this week. Uh, Joe Looney could come back and play. That could help on your line because Zach Martin might actually play right tackle for you. They're, they're going to move some things around to f- get the best five guys. Um, also, Cheeto Awuzie, he'll be playing at cornerback. That'll help. Trayvon Diggs, hey, you know, young young kid. He's been giving up some some deep balls, but you know, I don't think it'll hurt his confidence. I think he doesn't need to be playing all the time. I I think that that'll help. Definitely having Cheeto there. And the sad part is, is Cheeto played one game, or no, two games. He's played two games. He leads the team in interceptions with one. So maybe he can come back and, and help a little bit there. Sean Lee could come back and play. He shouldn't be you know this far into the into the the, the talk, but Sean Lee could come back and play. So all of those guys, I think, could kind of help. You're on Sunday night football. The world's watching. You've been embarrassed two weeks in a row. You know, mm-hmm. if you don't have the fight for this game, you don't have it. So we're going to find out, I think. Yeah, these moves, I mean, not real typical of the Cowboys to part ways with veterans in the middle of a season, especially mm-hmm. multiple veterans all at the same time. Are these a byproduct? Are they sending a message? Is it? Are they just trying to get new guys in here? What, well, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they're sending a message. I, I think that, you know, if you look at the free agents that they brought in, everyone was so excited, myself included. I mean, you got Dontari Poe, you got Griffin, you got Gerald McCoy, you got Ha Ha Clinton Dix. I mean, that's fun to say. I mean, like, this is, this is going to be great. None of those guys are here. So uh, I, I think the message is, is do what you need to be doing. Play, play this game right. Be on time and care. And, and I, I can't wait to talk to Dexter about this because one of my favorite things I always talk about is when people say, oh, who's quitting and they still giving up. Dexter, you said two 5-11 and 11 seasons. I'm sorry. It was three. Um, it was three. It was three in a row. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, and you also had a 6-10 and 10 when your rookie year. So, right. But my question to you is, and I say this, Sundays I don't think the players really quit. But Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the preparation, the extra stuff, the extra mm-hmm. film, that's where a team can quit. How did you guys, yes. did you feel, did you sense that at all when you played? No, I didn't sense that because when, when I played, you got to think about the guys, Nick, and you were there, the guys we had in the locker room. Just speaking on the defensive side alone, twenty-eight, Darren Woodson, mm-hmm. George Teague, you know, Kevin Smith, you know, Brock Marion, these guys would not allow you to quit. You know, and me being a young guy coming into this organization at the time, you know, you couldn't quit. I mean, because those guys were pouring it. They were putting in the work. We just were not getting the results. Now, unfortunately, you know, my situation, you know, we, we, we thought we were going to win it all. But Troy goes down. Mm-hmm. Michael goes down. Joey blows out a ligament in his knee. Rocket Ishmael blows out a ligament in his knee. You know, and then when Troy goes down. We spent the rest of the remainder of my career trying to find a quarterback. You know, we drafted Quincy Carter. We all know how that worked out. I mean, I'm talking Clint Sterner, you know, uh, 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 Henson. You know, we, we, we ran through a plethora of guys. But the guys we had in the locker room, Leroy Glover, uh, 
those guys will not allow us to even think about quitting. That's why defensively, yeah, we were finishing 5-11, and 11, but the guys were playing hard. I mean, we were playing to the last, you know, second ticked off the clock. You know, we had some fight in us. And like you said earlier, some of these guys that are getting cut, that's sending a message to the team that we're all expendable. If we don't get the results we want, if you don't perform the way we need you to perform, you can be replaced. It is a replacement business. And right now, when these guys don't feel like they're playing for anything, you're playing for your job and your livelihood now. And if that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what will. Let's take our first break. When we come back, this was a, a mailbag question on DallasCowboys.com this week. Um, what's the most important thing for this team right now? Reggie, I want to kick it off with you when we come back. Is it, you know, is it making the playoffs now? You know, you, the division's still up for grabs. As crazy as that is, you win this game this weekend, you're, you're in the driver's seat. You know, is it that? Is it getting a look at some of these young guys? Is it setting yourself is it a nine game audition for these veterans and seeing where you're at with those guys is it starting to rebuild this roster like I want to get your thoughts on you know what's the most important thing for this team going forward when we come back we'll take our first break you're listening to Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys radio network
SWBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Yeah, check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Reggie, did you know that at SWBC they have customized solutions for individuals and businesses and they are just a click away? I may have heard that a time or two. Okay, good. Well, I just told you again. Visit SWBC.com to learn more, Reggie, and start your next adventure. Shannon Gross here with Nick Eatman, Reggie Atatula, and a very special guest, Dexter Coakley, joining the show. Let's get back to it. Reggie, let's kick it off with you. Obviously, the most important thing to any football team is winning football games, making the playoffs, winning a championship. What would you say the second most important thing is right now for the Dallas Cowboys with the state that this team is? Uh, The second most important thing is going to tie into that most important thing. We've heard Jerry Jones on countless occasions talk about how he wants to win a Super Bowl. Cowboys Nation, Cowboys fans everywhere will talk to you. They'll quote you the 25 years since the last Super Bowl. That is the ultimate goal. So I think the rest of the season, obviously you're, you're within, you know, you're within the, you're in the race for winning the NFC East. But I think anybody reasonably that looks at this team is not going to see them having a long playoff run should they make it there. So uh, it's all about trying to figure out what you've got, figure out which veterans are going to be your cornerstones as you're missing your ultimate cornerstone of Dak Prescott. Who are the players that are going to come around Dak Prescott on the offense? Who are the players that are going to form uh, cornerstones for your defense moving forward? How are you going to attack free agency? And we've got to remember also, this is a first-year coaching staff with this with this particular team, of course. Mike McCarthy's had a long-storied history in, um, in Green Bay. But this is a first-year coaching staff. They were not afforded the privilege of going through a normal offseason, a normal training camp, getting an understanding of what this team is. So I think that you've got to take this time where, obviously, you want to go out, you want to construct a game, plan you want to try and win games but start to figure out where you want to go long term because the ultimate goal is not winning the nfc east the ultimate goal is not winning the divisionals round the ultimate goal is winning a championship so figuring out what's uh what's the best configuration of this team to maybe go back at it next season when you have your full complement of players is probably objective number two and trying to move to objective number one nick same question what's what do you think uh i i think the biggest thing for me is that they got to start building some trust. Trust with each other. Trust with the coaches. Coaches have to trust the players. They, you know, they have to just figure out a culture here. And I've said this before. You don't build culture on Zoom you know, I'm a, or, or WebEx. You can't. It's hard. It's really hard to do. I'm not giving them a pass for, for how they're playing. Okay? I'm giving a pass for the injuries and some of, you know, some of the issues that first-year coaches have. There's no pass for getting beat by four touchdowns to Arizona on Monday night or playing like you did against Washington. So there's, there's a middle ground here, but I think there's got to be some trust built between the staff and players. And you know what? If they get to 7-9 and nine and just miss the playoffs and they end up picking 16th instead of the top 10, I'm okay with that because they're learning how to win some games along the way. Dexter, I'll spin the question a little bit for you. Nick Nick brought it up. The culture has been a you know a topic around here, you know the last especially the last several weeks. With the new coaching staff coming in, limited time with that coaching staff, a lot of virtual stuff going on, off season workouts and things being different than normal. As a player, how hard is it to? Is it taking them a while to get up to speed, or are we past that that point where they should they should be they should be somewhat of the football team they are now or is it okay to say hey those were like Nick said not excuses they don't get a pass but 
valid reasons for them to to st- be starting this slow? I would say there are valid reasons. You know, um, obviously, you know, we don't want to make excuses for this team. But when you don't have an offseason, you don't have OTAs. You don't have a chance to just take, for instance, a Dak Prescott. He could go and meet with the coach one-on-one. He could meet with his quarterback coach one-on-one. He could spend time in the meetings room with his coach one-on-one. You're not allowed to even go to the workout facility. You can't even go into the building because of COVID. It's tough. And you lose the football field. You know, you 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 not saying you forget to learn how to you you forget how to tackle, but we haven't had those reps in practice. We haven't had those reps in uh, a training camp. So when you get in the game, the game is the first time you get in some situations where should I hit this guy up high? Should I hit this guy up low? What should I do? Guys are making those type of decisions because they didn't have your typical offseason where you're building that team camaraderie just in training camp, just you know, kind of like going to training camp, you know, they're a little different now, but still when you're in one central location with your team and all that's there is your team. And on the weekends, your family may come up, you create a bond, you build something together. And when you don't have that, yeah, you tend to suffer from that. Reggie, one of the cool things about this show is it's different than any other show that we do over here on the dot-com side and, and that you guys do at the fan and that, you know, we've got – People that are in the building here with the Cowboys, Nick, you know, has been around forever. I mean, he was around when Dexter was here and before yeah. that. He's been around for a while. You know, it, we've got the the fan side, the flagship station. You guys are kind of outside the building and, and have hear different things out there. And then we have a player that's, you know, still connected to the team, was on the team, things like that. What are you hearing and what are you guys talking about from the fan side that's, you know, is there a fix for this team? Or are you guys in total rebuild mode? Is that where you guys are at? Like, what what are you hearing on this on that side? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, there's a saying, team building is a sport, and that that's kind of where the layman comes in and often wants to play fantasy football with real football at times. And yeah, it's it's team building is is absolutely the way that we're looking at this. Of course, there's player, there's people talking about you know players and are they hustling? Do they love the game? Are they putting in the work? People criticizing the coaching staff, the defensive coordinator. You know, are they putting the players in the right place? But I think ultimately the writing's a little bit on the wall when you talk about the record and the way that this team plays. There's a lot of people looking towards next season because, like I said earlier, with Cowboys Nation, it always comes back to 20, 25 years since the last Super Bowl. This is America's team. They need to get back to winning Super Bowls. So the, the discussion then becomes how do we get back to that situation? What, what moves need to be made in you know before the trade deadline in the off season, what guys need to be here that aren't here? What guys are here that don't need to be there to make it so that moving forward, when you get back to a position where, uh, without the injuries, without all the you know the the reasonable uh, expectations or the reasonable um, or the reasons why this team is this way, maybe how can they compete at that moment? So I think yeah, it's all about team building on this side from the outside looking in. It seems yeah, and Nick on this side on the Cowboys side. I've been around 17 years, and Mm -hmm. you you never like to hear the R word, rebuilding. Mm -hmm. But I think the last couple of weeks, you know, it's it's kind of obvious you've got to do something. Are you preparing for next year? Is this as close to a starting to turn to a rebuilding year as you've seen it in recent memory? Or are you hearing any of that word being thrown around? You know, definitely early in, in, you know, this early in a season, uh, especially with the expectations so high, you know, because it's like – 
this team was this team should have made the playoffs last year. You know, there were a few games away. I mean, a couple of bad losses should have should have made the playoffs. So there really is not much of a rebuild. You wouldn't expect this rebuild. It was I mean, they tried to reload, and mm-hmm. then now all of a sudden it's getting tor- you know torn down. So I, I just think it's a building process. Um, and and I think you can build the you know they got to build the culture. Like I said, they got to build the trust. And and they got to figure out ways to to win some games and you know but there's you know this is this could be a good team next year with a lot of the guys coming back it's just that you know there's still a lot of question marks on some some positions and they got to figure out how to how to what defense they're going to play and and you know who's the right pieces for it. Dexter, you played if I if I got this right ninety seven through 2003 for the Cowboys for, for the, the Cowboys a couple years I think with Rand- was it 03 your last year for the Cowboys yes and then I went two years in St. Louis okay yeah. okay um you had four different head coaches Switzer Gailey Campo Parcells mm-hmm. from just a coaching change standpoint what's that transition like how how from a player's perspective long, how long does it take you to get up to speed and understand the language and, and what they expect out of you and kind of the expectation from just a, a coaching change standpoint? Man, well, getting up to speed is pretty simple because the guys are pretty smart. You know, uh, you're not going to be in the NFL if you're a dumb player. But as far as transitioning from one scheme to another, that's a tough situation. You know, fortunately for me, when I got drafted by the Cowboys – they were running a 4-3. And throughout my career, as far as, you know, Dave Campo, they stuck with the 4-3 format where, you know, I had a three-technique tackle in front of me, so I was pretty much covered up with Leroy Glover and Leon Lett and those guys allowing me to run and flow. Well, when Parcells got hired, you know, Parcells is used to a 3-4 defense. And I know we're speaking schematically, but – you know, he's more or less having two linebackers on the outside stand up and rush from the edge from those that are, you know, logged on and trying to figure out 4-3 and a 3-4. You got outside backers that are standing up in a two-point, kind of like the Marcus Ware, and they're just rushing from the edge being pass rushers. Well, that's what Parcells wanted to implement, but 85% of the team was built for a 4-3, where we had defensive ends like, you know, Tony Tobit didn't play with them, but guys who had three-point stance had their hands down in the dirt, rushing the pass rusher. Well, schematically, if you don't have the players to run the defense you want to run, that's when it becomes a problem. The players are smart. They're doing what you're asking them to do, but it's just a situation where you may not have a tackle on your team that could play the 3-4. He may be a 4-3 tackle. 3-4 tackles are huge. They're two blockers. They're taught to take up two blocks and allow guys to move around. You know, for example, you look at Ray Lewis in his career. Ray Lewis always had a 300-pounder guy in front of him. That's the difference. So as far as the language, the guys are smart enough to interpret what's being asked of them. It's just that if schematically we're trying to do something that we don't have the players to do, that's when it's a problem. All right, we're up against our next break. When we come back, Reggie – I want you to think about this during the break because I need some hope. I'm, I'm tired of being drugged down the last few weeks. I need some hope. We're still in this playoff race. We can still win the division. We're going into Philly. It's a big game. It's a night game. I, I want to have hope, but then I, then I have nightmares about Fletcher Cox and, <laughs> and Graham. And I, and I want you to come out of this break, and I want you to pump me up, and I want you to make me feel good about this game 
Sunday night. Can you do that? I think I got you. Okay. We're going to get Reggie to pump me up whenever we come back. You're listening to the Cowboys Crosstalk on Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. WBC Mortgage's Cowboys Crosstalk. Yeah, check this out. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Frisco, Shannon Gross, Nick Eatman holding it down here across from each other. I feel like we're at a hockey game and a Stars game. We have the plexiglass in between us. I've never been that close at a Stars game. No. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie Atatula over at the 
flagship station 105.3 The Fan and, and Dexter Coakley joining us on the show somewhere in the Dallas Metroplex. Don't give your address out on the show, Dexter. Let's, let's don't do Will that. not. Okay, good. All right, Reggie, let's get to you, man. Give me some hope. I need some – I'm tired of being drugged down this week. It's Wednesday. I'm ready to focus on, on the Eagles. We win the game. We're in first place in the division. We're still mathematically alive. We can go win this thing. You know – the Giants did it several years ago, had to win six straight to get into the wild card game and went on to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I'm re- I, I need hope, but I need someone to give me a little push. Push me. All right, let me, let me see if I can help you out with this. Okay. Starting with this week with Philly. We've watched Philly, obviously, proximity. We end up seeing them on local uh, games when the Cowboys aren't playing. And Philly, yes, they, are, they, they happen to be at sometimes one of the better teams in this division, whatever that says. But they're high variance. They'll play well. We've seen them play abysmal. It just depends on which Philly team comes out. So that's number one. Number two, and I'm going to be careful the way that I say it because once more, we're we're sitting with Dexter Coakley. Dexter, you forced a few fumbles in your time as a linebacker in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to I don't want to be I want to be careful the way I say it. But in some ways, turnovers can be a little bit random. And I, I find it hard to believe that the Cowboys will lose the turnover battle week after week, after week. I feel like that breaks at some point, even if for a moment. So there, there, I think there's an opportunity to, if you win a turnover battle, I mean, how many times have we heard it said by the head coach of this football team, Mike McCarthy, and by anybody in football? Winning the turnover battle is pretty much half the battle in a football game. If you win the turnover battle, there's a high likelihood that you win a game. So I don't think that the Cowboys will continue to lose the turnover battle in that same way. And you, you're getting reinforcements back. I think Nick actually spoke to it where there's going to be a readjustment in the offensive line to get the f- best five offensive linemen out there. And I think that you do that, you give yourself a better opportunity to pass block, to run block. And you have the, if you have those things come together, I think you can get a win in Philly and you can start uh, actualizing what this team can be to try and win this season. So you're getting reinforcements, not just on the offensive line, but in the secondary. And I think that that can help you play more solid football and give you opportunities to win in the NFL. Dexter... Reggie brought it up, turnovers. This team seems to have a problem, whether it's intercepting the ball. It seems like the defensive backs for the last couple of years have been right there in the right position. Just don't turn the head at the right time. Don't throw an arm up at the right time. The fumbles always seem to bounce the other way. Zeke is now dropping the ball. He's never done that in his career. Talk about fumbles. Is it a lot of just randomness, or are there things you can do or practice? Like, can you, can you coach fumbles? On a defensive end, yes, you can. I mean, you could coach guys to punch the ball, to go for the ball on the defensive side. Offensively, it's a matter of concentration. Zeke is not out there trying to fumble the ball. I mean, you know, if you look at some of the fumbles he's had, you know, defenders are crafty now. They're punching at the ball or they're grabbing that ball before you could tuck it and put it away. That's what defensively you're taught to do. Offensively, You have to know that. And Zeke being a running back, he knows this. So what he has to do, he has to be more smarter and more diligent and more careful with the ball, period. He knows there are no excuses for fumbling the ball. We could say we can go back to Tiki Barber when you go high and tight. Yes, we know there are things you can do. But as a running back, he knows what to do. But when it gets in your head that you fumbled once, defensively, Defense, defensive players are thinking, okay, here it goes. And every time Zeke touches the ball and carries the ball, in his mind he's thinking, I need to do this or I need to do that because I know they're going to come forward. 
once it gets in your head, it could be a bad thing. He just needs to continue to play the game like we know he can play the game and just take care of the ball. That's it. I mean, he knows how to take care of the ball because defensively, once you see a guy fumble once or twice, you're thinking we can get him to cough the ball up. We used to always say, Darren Woodson, we used to always say, keep pounding, keep pounding, he's going to cough it up. Sure enough, a lot of times the running backs, they fumbled the week before, we play against them, we cause a fumble. Well, Zeke, it's like you open up a can of worms. You know what the defense is going to be coming for now. Every time you touch the rock, people are going to try to cause you to fumble the ball. They're not even going to really go in to try to make a tackle or secure a tackle. They're going to punch and grab and see if the mental game is taking a hold or taking effect on you. You know, and, and Dex, that could be a, a good thing for Zeke if you think about it. I mean, he's not easy to bring down. So if you're, if you're trying to punch the ball out and, like you said, not really going for a tackle, you know, if he can get it secured and, and you're not wrapping up, you should be able to take some people for a ride a little bit. My my biggest thing with Zeke is right now is I think, yeah, he's thinking about it. He's not going to fumble. That's great. Or hopefully he doesn't. But can you still be the Zeke? You know, like I'm going to be the guy that runs over people and have that mentality and hang on to the ball. Because you can sit there and just cover it up the whole time and like, okay, they're not going to punch it out. But you just left six yards on the table because you you were worried about that. That's what I wonder. Can you can he get back to being both? Yes, he can. He cannot think about it. Just go and play your game, man. We know the caliber of player that you are. You've shown it. Don't let these little mishaps with the fumble cause you to now think or or, or outsmart yourself. You are the individual. We know what you're capable of doing. Go run the ball, run the rock, and do or be the guy that we know you're capable of being. Let everything else take care of itself. If you fumble again, okay, you fumble again, but I got 150 yards and three touchdowns. You know, you can't play the game scared or you can't play the game thinking. You play the game, it's a reactionary game defensively and offensively. You know exactly what you want to do. Go get it done. Nick, Reggie gave me some hope for the game on Sunday night. Can you give me hope for the rest of the season? Can you talk me into having hope for the rest of the season? I'm there for Sunday. I, I got some hope on Sunday. Again, I have to ask you, what are you hoping for? You, you want to make the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. I want to make fi- the playoffs. That's fine. I, mean, I want to win the division, make the playoffs, and, and see what happens. That when he's talking to fans and stuff that are calling in, a lot of them don't. They, 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 they don't want that. They're they, team tank. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Put Danucci in. Let's roll. And what hey, happens happens. Listen, I you know I I I was a Dallas Cowboy fan my whole life. I was 1989 was one of my favorite seasons when I first moved here. So I don't believe in that kind of stuff. I really don't. I don't believe in that. I, I think you 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 play and and try to win because I think that there's something that you can gain from that. So the hope mm-hmm. there is is that you're gonna you get get some of these guys back and you don't need a lot to to win the the division. You you really don't. You need you need to figure out a way to get it blocked. I think if Andy Dalton can come back, you got to keep him upright and blocked. And if they can get Zeke going, Tony Pollard, mix it up a little bit. And I agree with Reggie. I think the turnovers will turn the, uh, turn around the other way. They're going to have to, you know, steal a win or two. But you know, like you said, if they win this game in Philly, which I, it's kind of hard to think that they can or will. But if they do, they're in first place. So it's not like this. It's this huge cl- climb. But they have got to. They've got to trust each other, and they've got to to figure out a way to just play better. They've got to be a better football team. Basic stuff. You can't give up long touchdown, you know, uh, bombs behind you. You can't do that. Reggie, Nick brought it up. 
Andy Dalton, if he's able to play this week, still in concussion protocol, yeah. I'm assuming, Nick, this, this does, week so far. Doesn't it look doesn't good. look good for, to, to think that he's going to play, but who knows? We'll see. Okay. If he's able to play this week or available next week, do you roll, with, do you roll Andy Dalton back out there, or do you let the young guy play and, and see what he has? I mean, Dalton probably gives you the best chance to win now, but – is it worth the gamble to put Danucci out there and, and let him play it out and see what happens? Oh, no, I feel like you go with Andy Dalton. That's the whole reason you brought him in. You brought him in because he is a veteran NFL quarterback, someone who is, in some people's minds, and a lot of people's minds, a capable starting NFL quarterback. Now, is he an amazing starting NFL quarterback? No, I don't think anybody's saying that, but he is a capable NFL starting quarterback, and that's why you brought him in. So I don't see why you would go to, and no, this is no offense to Ben Danucci, but he was drafted in the seventh round. I think you understood what he was, and I don't think you want to throw him to the Wolves. Mike McCarthy and his presser today talked about how, you know, they spent Monday and they were just getting him up to speed. That's not the that's not the place you would want to put a player out there to succeed. That's not the way that you do that. So I think it would be unfair to Ben DiNucci for them to do that anyways. Andy Dalton is capable in this NFL, and you would ride ride with him, especially because I think the rest of the team understands his his um his resume, his ability. He's not Dak Prescott, but he's someone who can get the job done. And I I, I mean, I'll defer to Dexter here and for people that have played, but I, I imagine that that belief is something that matters in a locker room and matters is particularly for an offense. It does. You know, that's the reason why Andy Dalton is here. You know, this guy started his whole career in Cincinnati. He's here for situations like we have now. Your starting quarterback is hurt. You're here to right the ship or keep the ship afloat. If you go to Danucci, you're sending a, the, the, the worst message you can send to a team because in that locker room, the players are smart. They could see. You make a move like this knowing Andy Dalton is ready and capable. Now, he may not be, but if he is ready and able to play the game, you play Andy Dalton. If you go with a seventh-round draft pick, the message you're sending to the players in that locker room is, hey, we don't have a shot. We don't think we have a chance. Let's just try to get out here, and hopefully we don't get anybody else hurt. That's not the message you want to send to your team. Let's take our last break, and when we come back, Nick Eatman has been around a while. He knows some Dexter Coakley stories, or at least has some Dexter Coakley questions. We'll get to those, and then we do have a game Sunday night in Philly. Let's talk about that game and what the Cowboys need to do to win that game. We don't have enough time for that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get the Cliff Notes version. All that, and maybe some more things when we come back. You're listening to Cowboys Cross...
Shannon Gross with Nick Eatman here at the Star. Reggie Atatula holding it down at the flagship station, 105.3. The fan and very special guest, Dexter Coakley. Nick, SWBC Mortgage. They have customized solutions to help you meet your personal business goals. You should go to swbc.com as soon as the show's over and check it out. All right, I'll do it. All right. But now what I would like for you to do, before we get into Eagles-Cowboys talk, because that might be a... Depending on how you look at it, it could have been the whole show or it can be a very short segment of the show. Don't turn the ball over. Block Fletcher Cox. Tackle sub one. Be in the right space. Get an interception for once in your life. and Don't fumble the ball. Okay, there we go. Now, the rest of the last segment, Dexter Coakley. Have at it, Nick. The man. How uh, long has it been since you've, since you've actually talked you know, to Dexter? You know, Dex, I think. It's got to be at least in the last three or four years because I saw him at the Star. He he was uh, you were up there like right by our office, Shannon. Sh- Shannon and I uh, share an office, and he walked. He, I don't know if you remember that, but it was yeah, maybe, maybe about three years ago. So I, yep. it was quick. I hadn't talked to him much, but um, but I do want to ask you something. See if you if you know. Do you know what category you are the Cowboys record holder in? You have a Cowboys record. In what category? I bet you know this. You should know this. No, no, I'm not a big stats person, but I'll tell you the category I know I don't hold because me not getting those two years here in Dallas, you know, taking me to 10 years. If I'd stayed for two years, I knew I was going to take Darren Woodson down for the leading tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) But Woody got those two years when I went to St. Louis and extended his lead on me. If I had played, yeah. My whole career here in Dallas, I'd be the leading tackler for the Dallas Cowboys. I do know that. Dang, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's not the that's not the category. You are the the leader uh, in me. this category. Most touchdowns by a defensive player. You have five touchdowns. Wow. Jim Jeffcoat had four, but you had five touchdowns, and I saw. Not all of them, because the first one was your rookie year against the red uh, against the red team, the Washington. <laughs> sorry, um, but um, but uh, I remember Thanksgiving Day, one of my favorite memories. My first year working for the Cowboys in 1999. I totally believe. I just told Shannon that I think this you made the the Pro Bowl that year because it's hard to get in that first time. You got to mm-hmm. bump somebody yes. off that for that game. You had two picks on Dan Marino. I think the Cowboys had five that day. You scored one of them for a touchdown, and. And I think, you know, that's about when you start voting for the Pro Bowl. Ah, Coakley, he does it again. I think that that game helped you get, you know, crack the door of get into the Pro Bowl. And then, of course, you made it two other times. But th- that's one of my favorite games was beating Dan Marino there on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, that, that, that was a special game for me. I mean, the way the defense came out there and played. But, you know, the one thing, you remember the ones that I made the ones I missed. <laughs> I mean, that's thing about a football player you don't really so much harp on right it's those things you can. and i can remember a time i dropped an interception against washington redskins i think uh tony banks might have been the quarterback and i knew i dropped two touchdowns two interceptions for touchdowns against detroit lines in detroit i i'm looking at these plays i'm out route the tight end ran an out route ball hit me square in the hands Dropped it. There was nobody in front of me for at least 50 yards. That happened twice in that game. And I dropped those interceptions <laughs> for touchdowns. And we ended up losing to Detroit, I think. Yeah. 
I don't know so much about the ones I made. I know every single one I drop. I can recount them. <laughs> I love that. Reggie, not every day yes. you get a three-time Pro Bowler that you get to pick his brain or ask him some questions. What you got for Dexter? Oh, man, I I'm, I was soaking it in. Um, well, Dexter, I think I think one of the things is you say that you, you've absolutely watched the games. I mean, whether or not we've super enjoyed mm-hmm. watching the games, but the linebacking core is a very interesting uh, portion of this team for me because you've got you know a young really good player in Leighton Van Der Esch. you've got a young good player in Jalen Smith you've got some other ancillary pieces that are solid but it seems like there's instances where you know there's missed assignments or you know something is just not clicking um, I, I just call upon your linebacking experience and linebackers eye what is it about this uh, linebacker core that isn't quite right just right now what I see I wish I could play the game like one of those guys. I mean, just to with the statue. What I see is they're playing hard. I'm not going to take that from them. I think what you see, those two guys are dogs on the defense. They're probably doing a little too much. They're probably trying to cover up for somebody else lack of being where they're supposed to be if you know you're supposed to be in the b gap but i peek my head in that a gap thinking i can make a play well you know where the ball is going to go it's going to go in the b gap where you're supposed to be the guy in the a gap is not going to get chewed up when he goes to the sideline it's going to be you because you were not where you were supposed to be kind of like what i said earlier just do your job you can't worry about doing somebody else's job there are 11 battles out there defensively if those linebackers win their battle and do their job and not so much worry about doing somebody else's job, they're going to be fine. But when you look at those two, there's your your pillow right there for the defense. You build around those two guys, lights out, lights out. I mean, those guys know how to play. When you see them, when they hit guys, guys fall backwards. You know, they don't fall forward. And just look at them running sideline to sideline. I mean, it's fun to watch. Being a linebacker and seeing how those guys have passion for the position and the way they play the game, it's unbelievable. But at the same time, don't press. Play your game. Do your responsibility. Don't try to do somebody else's job. Reggie, what do the Cowboys need to do Sunday to beat the Eagles? Um, protect. Uh, you've got to get your line together. Your offensive line has got to be solid. We came into the season understanding that maybe the defense wouldn't be the rock of your uh, your team. Your offense was going to be what it needed to get it done. So the offense all starts with the offensive line. You got to get that push up front on your run. You got to be able to give your quarterback time to pass. If they can protect, they'll give themselves a good opportunity to compete in this football game. Nick, the Cowboys win in Philly if if they can. Get after Carson Wentz's ass. I mean, get after him. Seriously. He wants to throw you the ball. He does. I mean, he, he makes mistakes, too. Like, you got to get after him. And, and it's not going to be Everson Griffin, obviously. They're opening the door for maybe uh, Gregory, Bradley and I, Dorrance Armstrong, Tank. Hey, let's go. I mean, you know, like, like let's if they can, if they can do that and, and I think create some turnovers, they just got to get that thing just over the hump a little bit. Just show, hey, we can get the ball out, too. Uh, if that happens, and, and what Reggie says, you know, on the offense, if the offense can help them and not put them in bad situations, the defense, though, can, can start, you know, turning up the heat a little bit and, and get some, you know, get some plays to go their way. And they just need confidence right now. I mean, they, you you got to be a, a confident. I, I love what Bill Parcells, there's a line he said, and, and there was a, it was in the locker room. You probably remember it, Dex. It was confidence 
it, let's see, figure out how it goes. It goes, confident or it's, uh, gives you, knowledge is confidence. I'm sorry. Knowledge is confidence. Confidence lets you play fast. And, and you know, they got to get confidence so they can play fast. Dexter, what do they need to do to win? Pretty much what, you know, just, just summing up what everybody said thus far. You know, believe in yourself. Go out there and play with confidence. Play the game hard. Let us see that effort. One thing, that hustle, that hustle play is what we need to see. You know, I don't need to see five guys standing around and the ball carrier still running with the ball. I need to see everybody just sell out, sell out. I mean, not only are you auditioning for this year's team, the Cowboys, but there are 31 other teams that you're auditioning for. And you clearly see in the locker room that guys, you know, the Grim Reaper came and saw some guys today as far as cutting them and letting them go. You don't want to be that guy. So every opportunity you get to make a play, try to make that play. All right. Now, reality check. Nick, what do you think is going to happen in Philly? Mm. I, I, man, we're all getting excited. You know, this guy's all pumped up. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wow, reality. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't – I think that they'll, they'll have a hard time probably – with the running game, I mean, uh, uh, going up, you know, running the football, run uh, with with Zeke, and I think it's going to just put pressure on whoever the quarterback is. I still think it's going to be Danucci, and his head's going to be spinning like he's never, you know. I, I think they will play hard, especially if they can get Dexter on the charter to go up there and talk to him like that. I, you know, <laughs> I, I think they they can play. I mean, because he's right, he's right. You know, show some pride. I mean, show it, and and if you have it. Cool. It, it's not it, reality. Perception, you know, is, is reality, and the perception is is they're not showing that pride. So, you know, the world will be watching again. I just don't think they'll have enough talent at the end of the day to win this game. I really don't. Reggie, about thirty seconds. What's your take? What do you think is going to happen? Nick's right on it. I, I think that Danucci ends up playing, and the game plan for the defense is going to be let that guy beat us. We're not letting Ezekiel or Tony Pollard beat us. We're going to go after We're going to stop the run. And if y'all can throw over top of us, y'all can win. And I'm not sure if Ben DiNucci is in the place where he can do that just yet. Dexter, you got doom and gloom, or you get you giving me a little hope Sunday night? I bleed blue. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to root for the Eagles. I bleed blue. So, you know, go Cowboys, pretty much. Well, fellas, Nick, it's always good to see your face. I know we, we share an office and we're not able to work together these days, so this is as close it's as good. we get. So this is this is always a treat for me. Reggie, good hanging out with you. Thanks for putting up with us for the last hour. Thanks for inviting me. This is fun. This has been great, man. And, and obviously, Dexter, appreciate you hanging out with us, man. This has been great. You have been listening to the Cowboys Crosstalk on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?